This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to iFanboy's Talksplode with Tom Scholey. Jack wasn't tall, but he was a man He lived in the sand of the Isle of Man The kids would all sing, he would take the wrong key So they rode on his head in their 
Hey, this is Josh Flanagan with iFanboy, and this is another episode of Talksplode, our creator interview podcast. Uh, Tom Scioli is my guest today. He, as a style, is closely related with Jack Kirby, and then he went and made it official uh, by uh, producing Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics, which is a, a comic book biography of, uh, of the great one, the King uh, Jack Kirby. I talked to Tom today about uh, Kirby and his career in making comics, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Hey, this is Josh Flanagan with Tom Scioli. I think I got that right. Sounds good. Oh, thank goodness. Um, now, I have, I have known your work uh, for some time. I think the first time I, I ever saw it was uh, with Joe Casey on Godland. Um, but, but take me back. Uh, I can tell by your voice you're from the Philadelphia area. Is that, is that correct? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, are you as well? Or no. You just, no uh, dialect. No, I just, yeah. <laughs> I've just been watching Always Sun in Philadelphia and, and Mayor of Easttown. So I was like, all right. It's it's been foremost on my mind a little bit, I guess. So I noticed it. Um, so, uh, you know, have you always been a comics kid? How did you How did you sort of uh, decide oh, this is going to be a thing I want to do with my life? Yeah, I mean, I've always been like a superhero kid, like um, you know, just as, as as far back as I can remember. And then um, the comics came a little a little bit later. I mean, you know, I was into comics, um, you know, all my life basically, but you know, they were, they were just kind of like one of like a million different sure. kid, kid interests, you know, the stuff you're into when you're a kid. And, um, you know, but, but I, I got a little more serious about them. Um, when I got a little older, when, uh, um, you know, maybe like seventh grade or something. Mm-hmm. Was it, was it, uh, I mean, I think, I think if Wikipedia is correct, we're about the same age. So, yeah. you know, there were the superheroes and then did you start reading comics like later and sort of start to dig the art form or the, or the, you know, the storytelling? Yeah. Yeah. Completely. I mean, I always wanted to draw, like yeah. I was always interested in drawing and art and storytelling. Just, um, you know, comics wasn't, uh, you, you know, like I, I, you know, was thinking, you know, animation, mm-hmm. film, things like that, you know, but, but actually making comics came a little bit late, a little bit later. Um, again, maybe, maybe around seventh grade, maybe, maybe around the, you know, my, like getting interested. And it was kind of like comics was having kind of a Renaissance then. Uh, and, and just, um, you know, they were just kind of everywhere and they were kind of cool. This is sort of image boom, death of Superman time. Uh, like right before that, right. You know, it, like the image guys, but, before they went to image. Right. Okay. Basically. Yeah. I think that's sort of my, my first, around the first time that I sort of started reading seriously, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, so from being a fan into that and you, and you're drawing, uh, you know, had you, had you planned to sort of work in comics for it, the, it, that, early I mean, on? That, that was, that was a plan. I mean, again, it was like, you know, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. And, and comics was in there, but it wasn't, it wasn't like the top one or, or, you know, I was, maybe I'll make video games, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, you know, something creative, but uh, it is kind of weird that that comics wasn't like my go-to thing because it's like, yeah, if you draw, if you're into, you know, like sci-fi and superheroes and fantasy and that kind of stuff, like comics is a pretty natural one, but I, but I, yeah, I don't know why it, it took a while. I mean, I think part of it is like comics just see, first of all, it did like, I understood that like movies were made by people and TV shows were made by people, but comics just, they just, I like, I, I didn't connect with that idea that like somebody made this stuff. You know, I'd look at like the little dots mm-hmm. 
and it just seemed like this like very um you know technical you know machine process and and then and just printing like just you know engraving you know these you know these like hard black lines like it, it, I I, di- I didn't see the human hand, which again, that's kind of odd from my perspective now because yeah. comics is one of the most uh, uh, one of the art forms where like you most see the uh, the human hand and, yeah. and the and and the the uh, voice uh, of the artist. That's really interesting because and and I, and I do want to get to it, but you know if, if you're the the expert at the of the moment on somebody like Jack Kirby and sort of that hands-on style I, I have always thought that is that, that like the best part about comics is that brush stroke that pencil mark that you know hand lettering you know something like that where you can see oh somebody touched this and, I, and i've always yeah. been attracted to that even the, the more i became aware of it i guess yeah it's just i, I guess it's just that you know the, the kind of ideas that like a kid forms and so mm-hmm. just it really was like just like focusing on those tiny dots <laughs> it's like how would a person do that you know uh, like, like, I, you know, I, I, I could make a picture with watercolor, but it wouldn't be little tiny dots and it wouldn't be hard black lines, you know, it like, so, so it, 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 you know, it, it kind of, it took me a while <laughs> to, to, to get that. So you had, you had, I mean, when did you start making comics that, you know, I'm doing something that I want people to read? Um, it, college. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I dabbled a little bit like maybe like ninth grade, like, and, and, um, you know, like I tried to make some comics and I, um, you know, g- gave it a shot, made, made like a couple, a couple comics and then, and then d- didn't try again until college. Mm-hmm. So you, you, then you get, I mean, like what made it, what made it sort of come along? Did you leave comics and come back or read or did you have like a beginning? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think it was, you know, pretty typical. Like when you're like, you know, 13 or whatever, you know, you kind of like reach your height with comics and then around 14 or 15, you kind of like, um, you know, drop a lot of the stuff you were into when you were a kid and, 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 you know, kind of, um, you know, get, you know, become a little more, uh, uh, you know, trying to be a grown up. you know. (laughs) And you, and you, I mean, at some point you, you did a graphic novel, you ended up with a Xeric grant, like what led to that? Was that intentional yeah, that was, or was that like, well, like yeah, this is the thing I'm going to do by that point, by that point, comics had become my chosen thing. Like I was, oh, yeah. I was in college, I was doing animation, uh, you know, computer animation, hand drawn animation. Um, and I was, you know, trying my hand at comics and, you know, there were a couple other guys I was friends with who were like, kind of like further along mm-hmm. they, they were a little bit older and they were, you know, they were, uh, you know, they kind of showed me how to, make a comic, like how to, you know, t- take all these pages and, and put them together and Xerox them and, you know, things like that. And so, you know, I just found myself, you know, after kind of gravitating more and more towards comics and just the immediacy of it, um, just how, you know, the, the efficiency, how much more I could accomplish story-wise, um, you know, compared to, to animation and, and, and and then it just, you know, I, it, I guess kind of like, you know, like a tipping point or whatever, it, it, like, you know, I was, I was gravitating more and more and more towards comics and then boom, you know, it was, comics was everything. Mm-hmm. And, and so like I was doing, um, it was like a, a zine, like a comic zine called Codex Pop. And I was, you know, doing it with like a couple other guys. And then, um, you know, I just kept going with that and then, you know, different stories that I was doing in there. 
uh, eventually became my submission for the Xeric grant. And then once I got the Xeric grant, like I was in the comics business, I was, you know, I was, uh, um, you know, had, had my listing in diamond and, and was, uh, you know, getting books printed by the same printer that, you know, uh, Cerebus was printed <laughs> with and, 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 and they were going out to shops and, and, you know, I was on my way. Did you think you had a shot at the Xeric? Were you surprised when you got it or? I, I wasn't surprised. Like I, I, you know, like it's just kind of like that youthful, uh, uh. You know, optimism or, or, or cluelessness or whatever. Like I just kind of like, I knew it was hard and, and it was a lot of, it was very labor intensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when I got it, like, like I only realize now, uh, how hard that is and, and, <laughs> And just like, I know people who tried for years to get the zero grant and never did. And so I did like, I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, that, you know, how, how hard it, it was. So, so, um, I mean, I was super grateful and, and I, I recognized it for the, um, you know, big opportunity that it was, but, but yeah, I just, I just thought the world in general was easier back then. Like now I know just how hard every, every little bit of life is. <laughs> That's absolutely the case. And and that was a different, I mean, it's, it seems like, so that's 99 and 99. You know, the world was about to change entirely oh, after that. Yeah, so. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the past is a foreign country or whatever yeah. the saying is. It's, it's like, yeah, like, like that world's unrecognizable. Well, it's interesting that you said like we did a zine and that is such a thing of that time. I mean, zines must've you know, they don't exist in that form like they did then. But then, you know, when you're talking about mini comics and putting things together, you know, you're talking about paper, you were talking about, you yeah. know, really having your hands on things, which is obviously related to the thing. We were just talking about comics. It's kind of interesting. I mean, zines have had a comeback and, and I think part of it is nostalgia and, sure. and people kind of fascinated with that era. Um, <laughs> you know, so, 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 I mean, they have come back around, but yet like, because like just, it took me a while to, to realize how much things had changed too, because I was still operating that same way. I was still operating with the idea that like, um, you know, this, you know, this print version is the focus and that, um, color is prohibitively expensive. So I should only work in black and white, uh, you know, things like that. And then, and then, you know, I just kind of had, had the realization, uh, you know, pretty late that like, Oh, I could do web comics and they'd be in full color and, uh, you know, they, they'd be, you know, accessible, uh, you know, globally and, you know, like it, it just, it, it, it took me a minute to adjust to like, you know, how quickly the world had changed. Do you think that sort of the limitations of that for, you know, that pre-digital form, do you think that that helped you? I mean, you just, you, you know, you just kind of figure your way out, you know, figure out things just in, in like, in like the world you find yourself in. So, so I, I probably have certain skills that, um, you know, maybe, you know, my equivalent who was maybe born, you know, 10 years later or or 20 years later or whatever might not have, uh, you know, like I had to learn how to make a crisp black and white image. I had to learn how to, to, how to ink, how to, you know, hand, letter, how to, um, how to swing a brush. And, um, those, those aren't really necessary skills anymore. Um, uh, you know, I mean, people, people still, you know, again, just like zines, people are still into those things and, and, and practice them and, and, and learn them. But I mean, it was like 
that that was th- those were just the necessary skill sets you had to have. So now, so now, it's, have, a, now it's an artisanal skill set. It's a whole yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you got it. So so given that, like, what kind of career did you want to have in comics? How did you envision it? What what was your what was your goal at that point? You know, it was um, it was really uh, like when I did. Um, Transformers versus GI Joe, like that sort of th- like not that specific thing, but that sort of thing was my goal. Like that, that was my dream was that somebody at some company, whether it was like Marvel or DC or, or Dark Horse, like I, I didn't even have that sort of like image comics dream. Right. Uh, it was like, I had the, um, uh, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want, I, you know, just that, that, um, you know, comics pro dream or whatever, like of like, okay, somebody's going to tell me like, okay, you're the guy who draws Spider-Man now, or you're the guy who draws Batman, or you're the guy who draws new gods. Or like somebody's going to say, okay, you're the guy who draws, you know, in this case, Transformers versus GI Joe. Uh, like even writing wasn't an ambition. Like I just wanted to draw comics and, and, uh, you know, writing was something that was just sort of, sort of necessary. And then, I fell in love with it. And, and now it's, uh, an inseparable part of my process. But yeah, my dream was just like, okay, you're the guy, you're the guy who draws transformers now. And, um, here's, here's a bunch of money. Uh, and as soon as you turn in those, those 20 pages, uh, we're going to send you this money. Like that was the dream. Like that was like, <laughs> oh my God, I want to do that. You know? And it was, it was, uh, years before I, I did that. Like I did other things that sort of like looking back are, you know, you know, I, you know, maybe bigger accomplishments even, but, but like, they didn't feel like it was like, oh man, when am I going to get that job where somebody says, you know, I need, you know, these 20 pages by the end of the month. And then, you know, and then here's, here's your dough. So, you know, at that point that you're working on say Godland, and I, I can get to that more specifically, but so you were thinking this is, this is the step to get to the other thing. Cause it's almost like it's reversed now, or at least right. it, it exists differently than it used to. I mean, by the time I was, this is kind of like before Godland, okay. but by the time I was doing Godland, I thought, oh yeah, there's this other business model and I can do, you know, like a comic at image that, that I, you know, create or co-create with somebody else and, and, you know, and, and okay, you know, that, that was, so by then it was like, okay, yeah, this would work too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm going to get back to Godland. I'm going to come to it, but, okay, uh, sure. uh, so you're a person who now is is largely associated with with Jack Kirby and and you know has been. I mean, you 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 sort of sure. first known for drawing in that style. Okay. When you know for, for a lot of people who are you know our age and younger, you know that that's looking backwards, and it takes a lot of time for you know I find the young people don't tend to like that stuff as much. What is it that that drew you to that as a thing? And how how early did that happen? Was was it like was it immediately like oh I really like this old stuff, or did it take you time to be able to appreciate it? No, I mean, I, I always like, like, again, like when I was like, you know, seventh grade or whatever, you know, I would just like, I didn't know the name Jack Kirby, or if I did, I just kind of knew it as like, oh yeah, one of those, you know, Marvel guys or whatever. Um, but I just gravitated towards his work you know, without, without really like being aware of it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some, some of uh, like, I, I was very interested in just old comics period. And so I, I'd be kind of like, oh, let me find some cool old comics and the ones that would be like, okay, you know, I have, I have $3 in my pocket. 
let me buy this Captain America back issue. This looks super cool. Let me get this. And then I'd get it and be like, oh, wow, this is super cool. I love this. And then, it, you know, so, it was, you know, like that. Was it the aesthetic of the thing? Was it sort of just the way it looked or felt or the fact that it didn't look like new comics? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the aesthetic. And, and yeah, the fact that it, it, it didn't look like new comics. It looked really good and really cool, but it did not look... Uh, like it was from this era. And then I, I really liked the stories. Like I, uh-huh. you know, I, 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 you know, it was giving me what I, what I wanted. Like I wanted sort of high adventure, uh, sci-fi superhero kind of stuff, uh, you know, told really well with a lot of style. It, it was, um, you know, and it, it coming from, you know, growing up on like super friends and like the, <laughs> the Superman TV show and stuff like that. Like this was like, you know, a couple cuts above like this, this, this stuff's, you know, pretty sophisticated compared, compared to, to, you know, the, the sort of superhero stuff you would see on TV. Did you start to wrap your head around what it was about the craft of that time that really attracted you to it? Like, I know at the time, maybe you didn't understand, but if you look at it right. now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as I like, and, and when I got, got into college and stuff, that's when I kind of learned about Jack Kirby and, right. and, how important he, and like put two and two together. It was like, Oh yeah, all those comics I have that I love, uh, all those old Marvel comics, those are Jack Kirby comics. Okay. You know? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, 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 they, I mean, I, I really feel like it was more the story and the, um, the, um, like, like the, the, the story and the storytelling, more so than, than the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. When I finally saw, um, his like new gods work and like his, you know, inked by Mike Royer stuff, yeah. that was when the aesthetics, you know, kind kind of like really clicked in where it was like, okay, I like this aesthetic a lot, you know? Well, I think what's really interesting about that is that when you're a kid or you're not thinking about it, and, and I, I would say I came to Kirby later, was aware of him, wasn't really able to appreciate it until later. And so I saw it as a whole is that, the aesthetic and the story and the storytelling, you know, with him was all the same. It was a part and parcel. Like he, he yeah. said, here's this thing. And it's re- really interesting to see, you know, early on, you're looking at it, you can't quite put your finger on it. And then afterwards you're like, Oh, it's the whole thing. It's the sort of totality of Kirby. <laughs> and now as we start to understand what things were actually like and how much more yeah. of it, he had a hand in than say the other names on the cover. Um, I just find that fascinating that, you know, like over time, the more you get into comics, the better all that stuff gets, you know, you can mm-hmm. just appreciate it, it, it to endless levels. I've, I've found for myself. Oh yeah. 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 My appreciation of it, like just deepens with each, each passing year. So did you, I mean, was that, did that sort of style, what you, what you sort of grew up learning how to draw, like, or, or did you have to sort of say, Oh, I want to draw in sort of a more Kirby style or is that just how you drew? Cause that's what you were into. No, I mean, I, I was into like the Kirby stuff were, those were like a couple standouts in my comics collection, but, but no, my, um, drawing style was, uh, you know, my sort of natural drawing style was a lot more, uh, you know, typical of, of my generation and my age you know, there was like, um, dungeons and dragons influences, you know, like that mm-hmm. aesthetic and, um, you know, kind of like, uh, the, I, I don't know what you'd call like the graffiti aesthetic or something, you know, where you draw like the guy with like his nose sticking over a wall and, <laughs> and, uh, 
you know, like that, <clears throat> that kind of stuff. And, and then, um, maybe like a little bit of goth, um, and then, and then just like, you know, attempts at, at drawing, you know, realistically and with, you know, delicate strokes. Um, the Kirby thing was a, a you know, very deliberate, very conscious, uh, almost like an art project kind of, you know, like when I'm in college and I'm taking art classes and kind of, you know, being more like analytical and, and, um, you know, just like, oh, this would be an interesting mode to, to work in. Was it, was it hard? To, like, did you have to really concentrate? You know, I, I, the way that I think about it is like an accent. Like some people can pick an accent and just talk like that, you know, and other people have to really think about every word. Like after a bit, can you just say, I'm drawn like this? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was super hard at first, uh, you know, like it, it, it happened in stages. I got like, um, I got better and better at it. Uh, you know, the, <clears throat> the, the like more, you know, sort of awkward, um, stages of it just, you know, never saw print. Uh, I mean, I, you know, by the, by the time I was, um, you know, printing my work, it was, it was fairly close. Like it still had a way to go, but, but yeah, no, it was, it was awkward and difficult, but it was, it was really fun. It was, um, it was like playing a character or putting on a costume and it, it felt very, um, different from me. Like it felt like, really, Oh yeah. Like, like it's like, okay, I'm doing something that is like, so, um, you know, out of my wheelhouse and does not play to my strengths. Um, because I mean, like my, my strengths were sort of like, uh, delicate tonal drawing. It wasn't, you know, bold, heavy impact, you know, big, uh, you know, grandiose. It was, it was, you know, kind of, um, delicate. So do you think, I mean, it, it sounds like you, you, you know, learn from, you know, it's like, like, so like yeah. did that give you to be able to draw like that? Did, like, what did you take from it that sort of for that affected your sort of overall drawing style? Yeah. It, it um, I mean, just, uh, like learning to draw fast, uh-huh. uh, you know, learning to, to, uh, exaggerate, uh, draw for impact. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, fake perspective, like, like learning how to sort of like intuit perspective and, and, um, just, you know, just sort of trust, you know, where your pencil's going and, and yeah, make bold moves and be okay with, with being idiosyncratic. Like, like, um, Hmm. you know, my, my natural way was to kind of like, um, you know, uh, just like, um, like not make any bold statement, you know, make, make just very, uh, you know, pretty, um, you know, naturalistic, naturalistic drawings that, that were as, um, as sort of like inoffensive as possible. Like, Mm -hmm. like the Kirby style is offensive. Like it does (laughs) make bold moves and it takes chances and it dares you not to like it. Um, and, and that was just, you know, like I was, you know, I, I was a kid, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> That's really interesting. So do you think that, I mean, so many people, at least for a time, say with, with Godland or something like that, like they thought that's what you're doing. That's, that's your thing, but it was more intentional than that. Did you yeah, I mean, feel, I mean, did the, you feel like you time, got, by the time, go yeah, by the time I did Godland, 
um, it was like like body snatchers or, or or some kind of like body horror or something because I, I was transformed like I was transforming into that like it began right. as this like you know little project this fun little thing and then it was like oh yeah this is this is how I draw now and this is how I think now and I mean I I was still um, you know putting putting coal uh, into the furnace like I was still you know, uh, nursing that, like really like, okay, you know, how can I, how can I draw even more like Kirby? You know, like I, I was still feeding it, but it was becoming like, you know, it's like, okay, do I even still remember how to, to draw in a, in a non Kirby style? <laughs> Did you worry that was going to pigeonhole yourself or was it? I, I mean, I, I wasn't worried about that. I, and I <laughs> should have been, um, I, I wasn't worried about that. Uh, because I thought, like, when I, you know, whenever I was, didn't, like, achieve what I wanted to achieve, you know, like, career-wise or, mm-hmm. or whatever, like, I just assumed it's, oh, it's because my Kirby imitation isn't good enough. Like, it's not Kirby enough. And if I just turn up <laughs> the Kirby, then eventually, you know, like, then eventually everything will click, you know? like I, I think you're giving editors too much credit to be able to read that. <laughs> right. <laughs> So how did Godland come about? Did you know Joe? I, I didn't know Joe. Uh, Eric Larson put me in touch with Joe. I, like I had been talking to Eric Larson for for a while about um, bringing my uh, Myth of Eight Opus comic to Image, hmm. and and he was um, you know super he helpful. Was like publisher then, yeah. He, he it was it was like before he was publisher. Okay. It was when Jim, Jim Valentino was publisher, and, and he's kind of like okay, yeah you know, this is how, you know, let, let, let's try to get eight opus in the kind of shape where, you know, Jim Valentino is going to say yes to it, you know, but more importantly, the shape where it's like, you know, like it's like an image book, you know, you know, like, like make the best possible version of this. And so like we were doing that for a while and, and it it kind of, you know, it kind of, you know, like just didn't like, like nothing ever came of that. And then when he became publisher, he, he kind of had this idea that, that they they hadn't done an image before. Um, he had this idea of like, hey, I know a lot of writers, I know a lot of artists, I know, you know, right. Let me try to find some people who who I think would work well together, or who have sort of like similar, you know, or, or sort of coming at me with like similar ideas, and see if I can like pair them up. So that was uh, me and Joe Casey. Like he he paired us up, and and yeah, we hit it off immediately, and and you know, in, in pretty short order, came up with Godland. So is it was a good collaborative, yeah, uh, cool concept. Was so was that? I mean, that's what thirty something issues. That's that's, that's I, not I, a bad yeah, run. I think, like, I think it's like thirty eight issues. I, I I might be wrong, but I I think it's like thirty. It's the longest. Um, it's the longest thing I ever worked on. You know, like I, like I spent years on it, and and yeah, I don't think I don't think anything I've done has that page count. I mean, maybe. No, I don't. Yeah, not even not even eight opus. Like eight, eight opus. Uh, the, yeah, it's because this it ended up being like six uh, trades. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah, it was like and and uh, yeah, it was just. I mean, it was an epic. It was you know, it was it was huge. It was a lot. You know, and um, uh, you know, and it, it's it's hard for me to imagine doing that again. Like it really. It, it, yeah, it, I mean, it was really. Um, it was a marathon. Like, and it by the by the end, I was all tapped out. I was like, Oh, you know, like I, I get maybe, maybe it'd be different now. Like I kind of, you know, have 
just like, you know, all this kind of, like, you know, just like years uh, under my belt now where maybe it would be different now, but, but then it was like, okay, you know, let me try something else. And like, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, were you working on it? Cause it was a relatively long time. Were you working on it mostly exclusively or coming back in and out probably more towards the end? Yeah. I mean, it, it, um, I mean, I, I had a day job. So, right. so, you know, like I, I, um, I, and I, I'd work on other things on the side. Like I would, like I'd work on Godland and then occasionally put out like an eight opus, uh, you know, uh, original graphic novel or something. And, and I, I did a little bit of work on like American Barbarian around that time, you know, um, but no, it was, that was pretty much it. That was, that was, that was my, my job in comics was, was Godland. And how do you go from that into doing, you know, licensed comics, albeit stylistic ones, uh, over with IDW? Or was it GoBots first, then Transformers later? Right? That- no, it was Transformers oh, first. I'm yeah, that was that was just like, um, you know, I was like, okay, I, you know, like I did Godland, and 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 now I want to make, you know, like I'm just like, okay, I guess I guess I never got the chance to make like a corporate comic, and and yeah, it's like you know, who needs it anyway? Like, like, yeah, let me, you know, and so I, I'm like, let me, I'll just do my original stuff. And, and so then I did, um, American Barbarian and then, and that went well. And then, um, like every comic that I did after every one of my original things, I just, you know, wasn't, wasn't having any success, you know, finding a home for any of it. I did, um, I did final frontier, which I was, you know, extremely proud of. Um, and I just, yeah, couldn't find anybody to publish that. And then, uh, I did, um, I did like a couple other things and then, and then I did Satan soldier and, um, I thought like, okay, this, this is really something like I was incredibly proud of. I, I felt like it was, a, it was a breakthrough, like, like a creative breakthrough and, and like a, just like a breakthrough for comics in general. And I, I couldn't get anybody to publish that either. So it was just, I just kind of threw my hands in the air. I'm like, okay, I guess. I guess this whole thing, you know, it's, it's just not working. So let me just, you know, try to get a job in comics, like the way people get like, mm-hmm. you know, enough of this, like, you know, auteur nonsense. <laughs> let me just, you know, like d- do it the way everybody else does. And, and so I'm like, okay, let me submit, you know, my portfolio or whatever, you know? So I just kind of looked at all the companies, their submission guidelines and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, a, a lot of companies were like, oh yeah, we don't take submissions and stuff. Um, and then, uh, and then I saw like IDW, it's like, here's their submission guidelines. So I followed their submission guidelines and then I heard from John Barber and then, uh, you know, I did like a couple covers for things and then, and then he, you know, hit me with, with the, you know, Transformers and G, do you want to do a Transformers and GI Joe crossover (laughs) in a Jack Kirby style, uh, where the GI Joe team goes to Cybertron, you know? And I was like, yes, yeah, that's. (laughs) You know, pretty much what I've been waiting for my whole life. Like, I never would have thought. You really of, got that uh, through just a submission. Um, yeah, it was just because that you know, doesn't just, happen all that often. Right. Well, I mean, I I think it's just because you know, like I wasn't, you know, like a you're, nineteen. You weren't nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like I had a bot a pretty full body of work. I'd kind of like skipped that that phase, you know, and just just went straight to like you know doing my own stuff, and then and and he was, you know a fan of my work. He was a fan yeah. of, uh, eight opus and, and also like, so yeah, it's, it, it's a little different. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't like you, you knew the, I mean, he knew the work, but it wasn't, you know, still from out of nowhere. So that's, that's not nothing. A lot of, there's a lot of people like that didn't work for me. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even know that that door is open anymore. Like that was, 
that was like this very brief window where they had kind of like a submission policy where yeah. it was like, um, you know, just, just send it to this, uh, you know, uh, the, the IDW chat room or whatever, you know, the IDW <laughs> forum or whatever. Like I, I, I think that ended, you know, pretty shortly after, uh, you know, I got in through it, which again, like that's, that's the cliche about comics is like, whenever somebody breaks into comics, they, they close that, that window. <laughs> There's only like eight guys in comics now, as far as, I, yeah. as far as I understand. So given that you're, you're doing that kind of stuff. So how do we get to the point where you, where you say, I want to do a, a bio comic of Jack Kirby? Um, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, again, it was, you know, it's kind of like, like all these sort of like, breakthroughs that I have and, and just are kind of, you know, are the result of like just hitting like a dead end or, 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 you know, like mm-hmm. of what I, because it was like, I did Transformers versus GI Joe and I was incredibly proud of it. Like I, it, it turned out so much better than I could have imagined. And I thought like, Oh, well this is going to open doors. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Marvel and DC are going to be like, Oh, can you do, you know, your version of that for us? You know, like, it, you know, like, can you do, you know, Fantastic Four or, or you know, Avengers or, or, you know, Superman or whatever, you know, um, you know, like you did with the, the Transformers and G.I. Joe. And and then like that just never happened. And, and it was kind of like, uh, you know, like it was like, oh, like I didn't think I'd be like out of a job by the t- time I finished. And, and while I was working on Transformers versus G.I. Joe, I, you know, got job offers that I turned down because I just didn't have, have the chance. And then. You know, and then it's like those job offers just weren't there, uh, right. you know, for whatever reason when I was done. And so, and so it was kind of like, okay, what now? You know, and this so this is why it's hard to be a writer and an artist at the same time. Sure, yeah, because <laughs> you, like it's like you know they got to sign off on on your art and your writing. Yeah, they, you know, um, but but yeah, so it was kind of like, okay, what do I do now? So I'm you know just you know tried to again tried a few different projects, um, this and that, and and. Um, it was, it was different than, than when I was doing like, uh, final frontier and Satan soldier, because I started working on other projects and I was, you know, getting interest and, 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 you know, companies that were like willing to, to publish them and things like that. It was just like, uh, you know, I don't know if the, you know, j- just trying to find the right, the, the right fit and the right, the right deal or whatever. And, but yeah, I was just kind of like whatever comic I was working on, I would post online, post on Instagram or whatever. And, and, the, the Jack Kirby thing, it was something I'd always wanted to do. Like, um, you know, pretty much from the time I, you know, like really figured out who Jack Kirby was. Um, it just like my preference is drawing make-believe, you know, right. and, and writing and drawing make-believe. So it was kind of like, you know, Oh, well, you know, maybe somebody else will do that, you know? And, and then I, and then I can read it and be a fan and, 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 you know, uh, and then, you know, the years went by and, and, and then I think it was, it was like the hundredth, Jack Kirby's hundredth birthday was coming up and I was like, wow, nobody has done a Jack Kirby life story, graphic novel. And, and his hundredth birthday is coming up. If, if anybody was going to do it, they'd have it, you know, ready to go by and, and, and they're not. So, you know, maybe, maybe this is now is the time, like maybe, maybe, maybe it's That's the time insane. To do it. Yeah, that isn't it? It's it's insane. Uh, the more and I you think can about go it. down, you can go down the list of people you would think of as like, you know, why didn't this guy do it? Why mm. didn't this guy? Like, there's a million, you know, uh, you know, big Kirby fans with, uh, you know, um, 
you know, deeper pockets than me or, you know, or, or, or like, you know, a, a bigger cachet or whatever who, who like, why didn't they do it? You know, but nobody was doing it. So I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess it's on me. I guess I'm going to have to do it. So then I started doing it and, you know, I was posting it, you know, like a page at a time or, or a couple so pages. You, at you a just time. started it like on, on spec as your own on spec. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's how I've done most of, sure. you know, most of my career is, is just on spec. It's, it's like, I, I love to make comics. I'm going to make them whether somebody's paying me to make them or not. Um, you know, I'll make them, you know, till the day I die, you know, it's, it's just like, you know, it's, it, that's, that's just how it is, you know, uh, I, I, yeah, whether I, I, I just think like with the, it's, it's interesting just because with the spec of something like this scope, I mean, uh, you know, it's hard to build a story out of various accounts and, and sort of coming up with a linear thing yeah. with a somewhat unreliable narrative. I mean, had you been reading like those books all along and, and yeah, you know? I mean, I would, this, this is like one subject where it was like ready to go because right. I'd been so immersed in Kirby just as like a fan and as somebody who wanted to follow in his footsteps that like, I knew all these stories already. Like it was, it was, it was ready to go. It was just a matter of sitting down, figuring out the chronology, you know, get, like just ironing things down. But, but, um, yeah, it was it, like, I, like I had this tremendous advantage. I, I definitely was not going in cold. I, I, I have like, you know, a library full of, you know, uh, every imaginable book about Jack Kirby. And I, I remember um, when I read Tales to Astonish uh, by Ronan Rowe, that was the one that yeah. kind of blew my mind. I went, oh, and it like all came together for me and sort of understanding who this guy was and all of the, you know, brilliant mm -hmm. talent, but also the sort of sadness of like, oh, come on, stand up for yourself. <laughs> it's Yeah, goes that's, that's interesting because that like, the Ronin Row book that feels relatively late. I mean, I'm sure it was like a million years ago, but but it was kind of like for me it was like, like I said I came yeah. to it late. Yeah, for me for me the breakthrough was, um, uh, like like at the local comic store they had this little like Jack Kirby shelf, and it was like the art of Jack Kirby by Ray Wyman, and then you know like the first issue or the first like two or three issues of the Jack Kirby Collector. You know like. Mm -hmm. Both of, both of those things were relatively new and just like looking at those two things together and being like, Oh my God, this is Jack Kirby. Wow. Like, like I, I knew the name, I knew the style a little bit, but I did not know, like, I did not know this about it. Like, like I saw like, you know, pictures of the new gods. I'm like, Whoa. And, and I saw like that double page splash of commandy with the, the statue of Liberty, you know, mm -hmm. crumbling in, in the ocean. Like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I was just kind of blown away. And then, and then, and then that, that was it, you know, what was your sort of process for getting started with it? I mean, did you have like an outline of the thing or did you, were you sort of drawn and going as you went? Um, like both. I mean, I had an outline. I, I kind of, you know, came up with like sort of bullet points, like, okay, this is like Jack Kirby's story as, as, as I know it to be. And I kind of did that. And then, and then I just started drawing. It's like, okay, well, you know, you know, it's going to start with his parents and, you know, he's a little baby or whatever. And, and, you've got, and you've got dialogue for all those things that came from, you know, those. You yeah. Know. I mean, I, I, um, like I just revised as I went. So like right. I'd have my, my outline and then I'd start drawing a page and then it's like, Oh wait, I don't know what happens here. And then I, you know, go look it up. I, uh, amend the, the outline, you know, so it was, the outline was sort of growing and refining, as I was drawing it, like, like I get, I get very impatient and I want to draw. And I also view it as like, okay, if I'm just making these things on spec and I'm just, you know, posting them on, on Instagram and Twitter and whatever, 
like I can, I'm free to revise and change. I can throw all this stuff in the garbage and, you know, like, like this is the, this is the rough draft. And if, if this rough draft ends up being good enough to become the final draft, that's great. But if I have to like redo it, that's, that's fine. That's part of the process. You're not George Lucas then you're, it's, it's okay. Oh no, purpose. no, I am George Lucas. <laughs> right. Well, George it's Lucas. true, but, um, I, yeah, no, I get it. Um, I, I will, yeah, like I, I will, uh, you know, redo, you know, whatever I have to, I, I, I'd, I'd rather not read. The book it, wasn't but, out yet. I suppose you didn't go and change yeah. it after. It's like, right. Here's, here's the process and you'll see the finish. But I'd be, I'd be open to that too. Like if, if we did a, really? a oh yeah, if we, if we did like a second edition or whatever, I'd, um, you know, there, there's, there's things I'd like to include and, and, um, expand on and, and yeah, like I, you know, these, these are all. Well, yeah. When you finished it, did you feel like, were you within, I mean, did you have to cut it down enough? Was there more that you wanted to do? Were you stuck within a, a specific page limit or something because of the publishing or? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, pr- pretty much like my vision for it, my initial vision was that I would like, it would just be a, a comic book series. It would come, it would be like, you know, like a 32 page comic, uh, come out like in the, in the form that Jack Kirby worked in, you know, for pretty much all his life. It would be a comic book and it would come out, you know, monthly or bi-monthly or, or, you know, whenever, but it would come out in issues. So it'd be like, okay, here's his, his childhood. And it would just keep going and going. And it would just like, you know, Godland or whatever, you know, we'd do like six issues and then collect it in a trade and then do another six issues collected in a trade and then take those two trades and collect them in a hard, you know, like, and, and have it, you know, take, you know, several years and, 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 you know, maybe end up being, you know, like a thousand pages or whatever. And, and, and you'd be, you know, reading a a comic, except instead of reading about, you know, Captain America or Spider-Man or whatever, you're reading about Jack Kirby. Um, and like, I couldn't get any publishers to sign it up on that. Like, like I understood that like a book publisher, like 10 speed who, who, who was the publisher of the book. I understand they're not looking for that. They're not looking to get into the comic book business, but I thought like, Oh, well maybe, you know, image or IDW or dark horse or something like, like they're, they're comic book publishers. Of course they'd want to do it, but none of them wanted to do that. They, they, they were all interested in the book, but they wanted to do it. Um, you know, as, as it ended up being, they, they, they were like, no, we, we'd like, you know, one discrete volume, you know, one, you know, thing. And, and so, um, and so it became that. And I mean, I was, you know, happy to do that, but that wasn't my, um, you know, that wasn't my initial vision for it. So through this whole thing, you knew a lot about Jack to start with. What do you know about him now? Or what do you think, you know, or what do you understand about him that, you know, if you got to the end of this, that, that changed from what you thought at the beginning. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, like a big one is like you were saying about like reading the Ronin row book and being like, Hey, come on, Jack, you know, stand oh. up for yourself, you know? And that, that was one of the things I learned about him was that he wasn't like a, like, a, like a rube or something. Like he wasn't like, Oh, gee whiz, you know, like just sitting at his board, you know, drawing and, 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 making bad deals and, 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 you know, not thinking any, but like he, um, you know, pushed for all kinds of things and fought for all kinds of, and had so many like ups and downs in his career and, and moments where he was a self publisher moments where he was a, like he was a boss, you know, where he was 
um, you know, had, you know, profit participation, he had all these things, but it's like, like, he, like by the time he's doing fantastic four, number one, like he, he'd already been on a, on a roller coaster ride, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then, and even then like that Marvel era where we think he's just sort of toiling away like a, like, like a monk and, and with, with no concern towards, you know, Oh, I need, you know, I want, you know, a deal, a better deal. I want, you know, profit participation. Like he was fighting for those things and, and he was being, you know, promised those things. And then the promises, uh, you know, fall through or, or turn out to be lies and things. And, and, and he's, you know, stays on the move and keeps looking for the best deal he can get. And, and like, he was proactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, he was smart. He, he was entrepreneurial. He did fight for himself. He just, he, he'd been through every imaginable, um, you know, condition in comics. And this was just, this was just the best he could do in this, um, you know, incredibly hostile, uh, uh, business, this, this borderline criminal business. It's, it's interesting because people, you know, sort of look back and he's the canary in the coal mine in a way where, you know, Neil Adams could look back and say, well, we don't want that to happen and then fight for stuff, yeah. you know, but he's the, he's in the front, he's taking all of the hits mm-hmm. and that, it's, it's so like that's what he did in World War II. That's what yeah. he did. Like he's, it's this punching bag of a person who also happens to be, you know, the greatest genius the industry ever saw. And it's, it. I don't, I don't see it really as a fault with him. It's sad, you know. And, and it sure. drew him this way a lot. Like he's just got that sort of wistful, like, oh well, gotta you know get back to work and and yeah, time to make the donuts. Yeah. I mean, I picture him as yeah. like a really good dad. Like that's, mm-hmm. he's like, well, I, I have to work. He's coming out of the depression. He's doing the thing. And, you know, we don't, we don't, he didn't have the luxury that the people do today to have those things. And it, it yeah, it's, it's so sad. It breaks my heart like comics. <laughs> yeah. Right. Comics will break your heart. Yeah. He, I mean, um, yeah, it's, you know, you think about the different ways it could have gone and, and, you know, if, if this were a just or fair universe, um, he, he'd be the, the king, you know, he'd be the king of the unit. He'd be, uh, you know, like the Louis B mayor of, of, um, you know, comic books, you know, he, he, uh, but, uh, it, it's not any of those things, but he, um, against all odds created this, um, incomparable body of work that his name is attached to and, and, and that you can't take, you know, there's, there's people who created great things and, 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 you know, were never credited or, you know, he, he created great things, got credit, maybe wasn't credited as completely or as fairly as he could have been, uh, as early, you know, at, 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 but, but he, yeah, he did this incredible stuff. He, he was credited for it. His name was there. He was, uh, you know, paid for it. He, he, um, you know, had some scary moments financially, like especially, you know, health related, but he did, um, end up, you know, with, um, you know, health insurance, you know, just when he really needed it. Right. Uh, you know, the gods provided or whatever, like he, he did. Uh, so, so like, uh, you know, he had a, he had a, you know, a, 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 you know, beautiful relationship with his wife. Uh, he had a great relationship with his kids. His kids loved him. You know, maybe, you know, he would have preferred, uh, to, to, to not have as many hours at the desk and maybe his kids would have preferred that. Uh, but it, it, it's not that out of he, his, his relationship is not 
um, that much out of, out of the ordinary. He, he still managed to spend a lot of time with his kids. Like he was still in the house and accessible and, and, and probably as accessible or more accessible than, than, you know, the average dad yeah. uh, of that, of that generation. Um, you know, and then, uh, so, and he makes, makes it, you know, through his whole life, uh, you know, like, like that, that, like that. And then, um, you know, his, his dream was that, oh, you know, if, if I could, you know, set my kids up, you know, if I could have sort of, you know, generational wealth, you know, so that, so that you know, all these wonderful things I created, my, my kids could benefit from it and, and my grandchildren. Um, and then, you know, eventually that happened too. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, it's, it's, um, there's, you know, sadness and unfairness, uh, you know, when you view his, his life story, you know, when you sort of compare it to different ways it could have gone, but like in the scheme of things, um, it is, you know, it is something to celebrate and and good life, a good life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and now it might've played out a little differently because when I was working on this book, um, his family hadn't, you know, they, they, their lawsuit with Marvel was still pending. And so, and the outcome was uncertain. So it's possible that, that, you know, that, that element wouldn't have happened, like may not, might not have happened Mm -hmm. that, that he might not have, um, you know, like his kids might not have gotten that sort of, uh, you know, financial participation in, in his, in his creations. Um, but you know, but before I finished the book that, that did happen. And they, they you know that, and that it, you know, and and that that changes the book. I don't think it, um, like I don't think that completely, you know, changes the outcome of his life. Like I don't think it it would have gone from a happy ending to a sad ending. But it's def- it's definitely like much happier with mm-hmm. with with that. It, it's it's interesting because when I hear or read people, you know, who knew him or spent time around him. You know, he seemed like a like a didn't seem like a, a bummer of a guy. You know, he, he no. like you know, Evanio. He, he, he would about be him, great guy. He would be mortified, yeah, if he thought that people were going around feeling sorry for him or viewing him as as some sort of sad sack. He would be mortified and and sure. and you know and would would uh, you know set you straight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> have you uh, have you had any contact with any of the the Kirby family? Um, yeah, just a little, I mean, I, I sent, you know, I, I got in touch with as, as many of them as I could and, um, you know, ha, you know, had, had, you know, copies of the book sent to them and things. I, I haven't heard anything back about, you know, the content, you know, I, I've just, you know, sort of heard back like, oh yeah, thanks for sending, you know, things like that. But I haven't heard like, oh, I read the book and I loved it or I read the book and I hated it or, uh, you know, like I haven't, I haven't heard any of that, but, but, um, yeah, like I, I, I have, uh you know, had contact with it. Like they, they, they are aware of the book and have copies of it. <laughs> and they, and, didn't, and the they didn't put out a press release. It was like, this is all wrong. So you're right. Exactly. <laughs> the best you can hope for. Um, so what, what's your take on, uh, how do I like Stan's story versus Jack's side of the story? And, you know, I tend to lean towards the fact that like, and I think you probably, you know, Jack doesn't get nearly as much credit as he should, and Stan gets way too much. But still, they both had to be part of it to accomplish all that. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds about right. I mean, yeah, like I, I, um, I, 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 you know, like I, as 
as like the author of this book, I, I work very hard to, to be, you know, as fair as possible mm-hmm. to both and, and, and make, you know, consider certain things. But yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like I, 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 I didn't make, you know, uh, Stan Lee, the epic life of the King of comics, you know, like I, you know, yeah. like that, you know, and, and, um, you know, like I, I, I view Kirby as the, uh, dominant, uh, creative force behind, um, just about everything he worked on. Yeah. <laughs> when I, when I talk to people who don't know this stuff and I'll mention Kirby and they don't know him, I was like, you know, you, he's Elvis and the Beatles and all these, and he's everywhere around you and you have no idea. Yeah, it is. It's, it's almost a culture clash. I mean, I was much more accustomed to those kind of conversations, uh, you know, in the nineties and, uh-huh. you know, in the early two thousands, like, uh, because like, yeah, how would you know about Jack Kirby? Like, like, of course you only know Stan Lee, but, but I mean, I mean, that's, that's changed a lot since then, you know, there, I, I meet a lot more people who are conversant in, 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 you know, Jack, Jack Kirby, uh, you know, Jack Kirby's role in, in comics. Um, but, but yeah, like it is, it is jarring and it is <laughs> and, and frustrating and, and, uh, and, um, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you know, like if, if I, if I talk to somebody who is, uh, you know, clued in to Kirby, uh, you know, like we have a much better chance of hitting it off. And, and, and if, if you, you know, you sort of come at me with a lot of Stan Lee stuff, uh, you know, it's not, it's not the best, it's not the best foot to start off on. <laughs> Stan, Stan, I just started reading the, the newest book that um the stay abraham reisman's book yeah 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 i'm not too far into it but he's got a point of view obviously from the beginning it's it's interesting because when we were doing our video show um years ago uh one day you know we got an invitation to go interview stan in his office this is like 2008 mm-hmm. and it, it was amazing it was yeah. he was all of the things that you think he's going to be and more and i've been in the room Just with delightful. him delightful yeah he he's was delightful. the warmest most delightful person and it was he made you feel like he was he was paying attention to you and he cared and was listening to all those things and you and you you know it was it was everything that you wanted to be and it was amazing and and then you know as you sort of move along and you read all these all the stories and all the accounts and what probably happened and what didn't happen it's it's very it's it's very i guess jarring yeah i mean I, I, I i am a stan lee fan like yeah. i i enjoy what he does and i enjoy his specific contribution uh you know to to the things that he works like i do enjoy but um you know that's uh, you know i i i'm a kirby uh, acolyte sure. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stanley fan but a kirby acolyte and um you know, and, and yeah, like all those things are like, you know, Stan, you know, uh, lights up a room. Like he just, you know, he's, he's got a certain, you know, personal charisma and, and, uh, and, and, and also like the stories of his last days, um, are really, um, you know, you, you, your heart goes out to him. Yeah. Like it's, it's super unfortunate and, and, uh, you know. Yeah, I kind of, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to learning the details of that because I think it's. Yes, it's. It's. I mean, I there was like an article in AARP magazine, and and you know, sort of like every every you know relative and family friend who who had a subscription to AARP was telling me about this article and, and sending it to me and things. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and it's it's pretty uh, you know it's 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 really uh, rough. Yeah, <laughs> no one no one deserves that. Ugh, Not at all. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you: like, have you found? Are there people that you know in comics who like look at the Kirby book and were like, we had no idea. I mean, there were things in here that I had no idea about. Like every once in a while, they'd be like, oh, and he created. I was just trying to some you know Green Arrow just like off to the side. You're like we right, did that yeah. too. I mean, like like do you do you find yeah, like most yeah. comic pros know these stories? Like really, I mean, I th- I think it it varies. I mean, I I think I think um, you know like comic pros are more likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, to know some of these, I, I don't think, um, yeah, I don't think like, yeah, the scope of it is commonly known. And, and to be honest, like I, I did feel like if like with this book, if all else fails, just the fact that I'm like listing all of these creations, uh, you know, in, in semi chronological order is going to, it's going to like knock people out like they're gonna be oh my god like it just keeps coming like you just you know just having it all gathered in one place in one narrative is staggering like you that could take any 10-year period out of it at any point and say these are all the things that he did in these 10 years and it right. would be hall of fame for anybody yes but there's five of those mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah, it's it, it is. It's 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 you know really really remarkable. So as you get to the end of this whole thing, you've been working on this Jack Kirby book for for years. It comes out. Are you are you more in love with Jack Kirby than you had been before? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, I, like immediately when I finished it, I was uh, you know just sort of like uh, a desiccated husk. Like I was, you know, it was, <laughs> it was I was just like worn out. And yeah, I didn't I didn't know if I'd be able to like look at another Jack Kirby anything ever again, or, or if I'd be able, you know, if, if I'd be able to even say the name Jack Kirby, but you know, after like a day or two, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it, it all, it all comes rushing back. It's just like, this is like, you know, okay. Think about, you know, what your favorite thing ever is, or, or, you know, your fla- favorite flavor of ice cream or your favorite, mm-hmm. uh, you know, comics creator or movie director or musician or whatever. And then, you know, do something like this, like, like sit down sure. every day and write and draw a story from their perspective. And, and basically like in a way, like sort of live their life in, in, in sort of a, an abbreviated condensed way and, and see how you feel at the end of it. You know? So I was, I was wiped out, but yeah, now I'm like when I was writing these introductions for uh, the Kirby love and war book and, and for the um, absolute fourth world volumes, like, I, you know, I was, you know, just, you know, uh, enraptured, you know, like I was so excited to be able to talk about this stuff and, 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 uh, you know, revisit it, you know, with a, with a fine tooth comb. It's pretty interesting that the, that the publishers of that stuff, uh, you know, that now you're the person doing the intro for those kinds of books. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do it. It's, it's something I've been wanting to do for a while, you know, like, like, cause I just, I have so much to say on the subject. It's, sure. you know, I had, I had to make a, make a book about it, you know, uh, <laughs> to, to, to get the, these gigs. But yeah, it's just like, you know, I have a lot, a lot to say about the, these, the, um, these works and, and, and a certain perspective. And also like, um, you know, sort of like, uh, uh, art appreciation or, or, or critical writing or whatever, like that, that was a little bit 
beyond the scope of this yeah. book. Like, like I, I had a certain amount of that, but it wasn't, um, you know, like a dissertation. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't like a, an artist monograph or something. It was, you know, it was the, the story of a guy's life, but, but man, like I really enjoy going deep on the really geeky stuff, like just, just, you know, the minutia of this stuff. And I, you know, I'd seen just even from looking at your website, you had a bit where, you know, you, you colored some of Jack's pencils directly without inking and did a thing. And I just thought as you're going through this, there must've been a lot of technical stuff that as an artist, you know, would have really been interesting. It doesn't really make the book cause it's not part of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, I'm, that's, it's tough because I can get so, um, you know, uh, you know, I can really, uh, you know, I don't know, perseverate or I, I can really, you know, get into the, the, the most like minute minutia with this stuff. And, and like, I'm fascinated by it, but I, I, I do have to keep in mind, like, okay, you know, like it's not, uh, it's not all, um, you know, comics artists reading this book. Like, like, you know, I want, uh, I want, uh, people, you know, uh, other people to be able to get something out of it and not, um, you know, maybe, maybe if it had been that comic book form that, you know, mm -hmm. ran for thousands of pages, maybe I could have had like, uh, like little letters column in the back or something where like I, I get, you know, into the extra geeky stuff. That would have just been you and 40 other guys though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you got to kind of like, you got to, um, yeah, like, like it's, it, it, you know, being the comics artist, comics artist doesn't pay the bills. No. Although he did okay with it. I was just, I was just remembering now that the Ronan Row book was one thing, but at some point in the two thousands, there was a exhibit at the Jewish museum in New York. And I think that's what it was called. And, and I saw Kirby pages there, you know, and I'd seen them like on walls at conventions or whatever, but they were set up and, you know, and, and you could see them sort of up close. And I think that was one of the first times. And I don't know, we've been doing our podcast for a couple of years. So I was really starting to understand the art form, you know, and that's when everything starts to coalesce. And I love, I love that part of it, like understanding. Yeah. I love the, the moment that it clicks why people talk about this guy the way that they do. Yeah. When you see the originals, it does, it does tell a, a very different story. And especially like some of like the work that he's not, you know, that's not as celebrated, like some of the, like, you know, like, you know, some Ant-Man pages or something mm -hmm. like when you see them and they're that like extra large size, you know, like larger than, than, than how a comic is drawn today. And you see like just how much is going on there. Uh, it, it's really amazing. And, and, you know, something, something else that kind of came out of like the Jack Kirby collector was just like, when you see his pencils, mm -hmm. like his pencil, it's a whole other thing. Like there, and again, like Jack Kirby, it's kind of, you know, he's known as this kind of like, you know, rough and ready kind of style, like big, you know, chunky lines and shapes. But again, like when you see the pencil form, there's a lot of, a lot of delicacy and, and beauty and, and, um, gesture, uh, in, in that form. It's just like, you know, he was part of a production line. So somebody else was going to get their hands on it and, and, you know, turn it into, into an engraving as opposed to a delicate pencil drawing. But that's, that's, that's how he experienced his stories. That's how they came off his table was, was the, you know, one beautiful pencil drawing after another. So after all of this, if you had a chance to like go have dinner with Jack, 
what is it what is it you would want to talk to him about uh oh man that's you know <laughs> i mean again like the minutiae the geeky stuff like um uh, i mean first of all i i mean i would just like i would just listen i would just let sure. him, you know just like let him talk about whatever he wants to talk about because you know like i'm sure it, it like like if 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 i let my my true fan out <laughs> it would probably be very off-putting like that is not uh you know that that's not um you know polite uh social behavior like that, that it's 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 uh it but people's uh you know like uh your guard goes up immediately when 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 uh you know something like that but but no like okay super you know like super geeky stuff would just be like okay tell me everything you can remember about what you were going to do with the new gods what what was issue 12 going to be if, mm-hmm. if, if uh, you know who where were you going with the bugs what was the story with the bugs um, what was going to like, like was, was, uh, Orion going to get the anti-life equation? What was he going to like super, super geeky, uh, you know, fanboyish kind of stuff. Like, like what was Dave Lincoln's story? Yes, exactly. Like, they, uh, you know, um, uh, where those, um, all of Orion's, uh, acolytes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Harvey Lockman, Dave Lincoln, were they going to eventually like form a, a church of, Orion, like, were they, like, was, is that like, are they like, like his apostles or something? Like what's, you know, like, yeah. So it would be a million like questions like that, that, you know, are, are, yeah, super, would be super off putting for like any, any creator to get about their creations. But then the the thing that maybe wouldn't be as off putting, but that I am super interested in is like, let me hear some of these war stories. Like, you know, everybody who's spent time with Kirby said, you know, he'd just, you know, be sort of constantly telling war stories and um, they'd be sort of, you know, it, uh, super engaging. And then and then Roz would sort of say, hey, these kids don't want to hear hear about that. You know, cut it out, you know. But but like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear that stuff. <laughs> Did you spend time talking to anybody who knew him? Um, not I mean, not for th- not for the project. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, uh, you know, uh you know, hit a bunch of people up for interviews or anything. I, I have talked to some people like after, you know, just, just sort of casual talk with like, you know, you know, friends and whatnot where it's like, Oh yeah, I met Jack Kirby and you know, here's what happened and, and here's the pictures and it's a, whoa, you know, like, wow. um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, started some conversations with, you know, it's, it, you know, um, uh, like I've become like a little bit of like a lightning rod for, for people's, <laughs> you know, Kirby recollections and stuff, but I'm, I'm always like super, uh, like I'm all ears. Uh, sure. you know, if, 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 if I talk to somebody who, who met Jack Kirby, like even if it was just for a moment, you really transcended from being the guy who draws like Jack Kirby to the guy who speaks for Jack Kirby now <laughs> in that way. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's kind of like, where else could it have gone? Like this, mm-hmm. this, this is, this is where it had to go. And, and again, in a weird way, it feels like a, culmination of of it you know a project or whatever you want to call it that i've been engaged in my entire adult life and you know it's like you know what happens now like that's what i was about to ask you so yeah, what's what's next what's going on i'm figuring it out like here's the thing like working on this thing like like i said i like i like what you know like i enjoy making things up i like fantasy and pretend and science fiction and things um uh and when I was working on this book, 
I was, I was, you know, getting jealous of Jack Kirby because I'm sitting there drawing a picture of Jack Kirby, uh, you know, creating some crazy science fiction concept or something like that. And it's like, wow, that looks like so much fun. I wish I was doing that. I want to, you know, I, you know, and, and that, you know, I, I'd have that thought a lot as I'm, you know, working, you know, working on this thing. Um, and, and I, you know, kept thinking like, okay, like this is, this is very disciplined work that I'm doing. It's very difficult work, but it's very important work and it's work I really want to do. It's just, it, it just, it's not, it doesn't come easy. Sure. Uh, like the other stuff, but, um, but it, uh, you know, it's like, I got to do this, but when I'm done, when I'm done with this project, I'm going to do make believe, you know, maybe for the rest of my life, but, but at least for like, you know, uh, you know, you know, I, uh, another year or two, like, I'm just going to make comics like Jack Kirby make, you know, come up with some crazy superhero or some, you know, crazy science fiction concept and do that. So that's basically what I've been doing. I've been, um, you know, just kind of coming up with different comics and posting them online, uh, putting them on my Patreon, you know? And so like, I, I've been doing stuff, um, uh, young Zeus, uh, I've been, I've been doing like a lot of like, um, Greek mythology stories, um, you know, filtered through like a, like a superhero thing I've been doing, um, you know, just, just a lot of like superhero stuff. And like, really like, I've been thinking of it as almost like, like new golden age comics where it's like, I'm, I'm making comics with like, like that same spirit of the, of the golden age where it's like, let's just do something stupid or let's just do something crazy and see where it takes us. Let's, let's figure this thing out one page at a time, you know, like, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. I just like, I, I, I feel like it's going somewhere. Like it's going to coalesce into some larger project or something. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, you know, when that's going to happen, but it's just like, like I'm just in this like really fun, uh, you know, creative stage. Um, but you know, at, at some point I'll, I'll, you know, it'll, it'll turn back into a job. It'll, it'll stop being, uh, this thing that I love and become like a grind or whatever, but you know, I'm not there yet. And, and I'm, you know, to be honest, I'm kind of happy being in this sort of like, you know, uh, blissful, uh, you know, garden of, 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 of play. Do you find that, you know, having spent so much time with, Jack's work with, with this kind of stuff. Do you feel like that's set up your imagination to be more open or do you find yourself thinking about, you know, you don't want to compare yourself to Jack all the time, but you know, so there's those things where like, when I think of him, we, we said, the story was sad, but really it's this unbridled imagination, this whole thing. So, I mean, does that help you get to sort of the more fun side, that imaginative side of making art? Yeah. I mean, pretending to be Jack Kirby for <laughs> you know all these years, you start, I mean, you, 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 the, the mask starts to eat into your face. Like if you pretend to be Jack Kirby, you're going to, you're, you're going to be more imaginative. You're going to be more, uh, you know, fun and freewheeling and, and, uh, you know, uh, and profound and like, like you are going to start to, to soak up those things. Like it's, it is, you know, if, if there's, you know, something that, that you want to, have a little more of in your work or, or some direction you want to work to like, um, get into character, like pretend you're that person. And, and hmm. occasionally when I'm stuck, I will th- like, I, like, I don't really have to think of Kirby anymore because it's, it, it's, you know, just becomes so much a part of my way of working. It's just, you know, 
But it's like, yeah, if I get stuck, I will think of like, oh, you know, what would so-and-so do in this situation? Or, well, you know, and, and, and kind of, you know, you sort of embody them and, and you find yourself coming up with, you know, like interesting solutions to things. Well, sounds like a good place to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, thanks so much for talking to me. This was great. Josh, it was, it was a pleasure. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And that is another episode of Talksplode in the bag. I want to thank Tom Scholey for speaking with me, and I want to thank the iFanboy patrons uh, for supporting this show and bringing back this show and the Booksplodes and all the other things that happened. If you would like to listen to our Booksplode episode where Connor and I talk about the Jack Kirby bio that Tom did, um, you can find that on our website, iFanboy.com. Uh, you can go find Tom Scholey's uh, Twitter account or his Patreon account. Both of those are linked on the podcast episode here. And thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Stop Jack or the water was lapping And they couldn't prevent Jack from feeling happy